Today on the show, I saw Blink-182. Nothing else matters right now. Century Boy. My name is Blink 189, Mike 182, that would have been better. And this is the inside of my mind. Welcome to the show. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Okay, I'm gonna start with one thing. It's gonna be a shorter episode, okay? Because I'm really running against the clock here. Um, this episode comes out tomorrow, it's one o'clock, and I'm just sitting down to record now because I went to Blink 182 last night and it was absolutely, it was the best night of my life, okay? So, welcome to the show. This is 20th Century Boy, a podcast by me, Radio Mike, a writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia, right? Um, the podcast, the conceit of this podcast, it's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about, and today I, I'm probably going to be predominantly talking about the Blink-182 concert at Rod Laver Arena last night, right? But, I do have, I, I do want to talk about one other thing, right? And I'm weak. My voice is nearly gone. Um, it's going to be definitely gone after this. Um, but, but it was so worth it. And I, I, I'm, I'm like, again, it's going to probably be a shorter episode. I might be a bit scrambled this episode, guys, but I'm fucking doing it. Okay. So, you know, give me a break. Um, but shit, man, shit shit. It was, fuck. It was sick. It was awesome. So here's what I'm going to do, right? Thankfully, thankfully this morning when I woke up at 11 a.m. because I slept in so much, there was a bottle of Gatorade in my fridge. I'm going to tell you why that bottle of Gatorade was in my fridge first. Then I'm going to tell you about the Blink-182 show, right? And and what I've decided is because I'm kind of going to do two bits of content on Blink-182 this week, right? Because I realize not everyone who listens to TCB is necessarily a big fan, but it's still something I want to talk about. So I'm going to do like on this pod, I'm going to talk about just like the general experience of the show. And then I'm going to do like a full proper review as a Blink-182 fan, um, as a YouTube video and on this feed, uh, that'll probably be out tomorrow, right? So I'm going to do two things. Um, so I'm just going to be kind of light on Blink-182 lore in this one. And then in the review video, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, but like, I hope you enjoy it anyway. you like part of this podcast is again, it's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. I, I just, I just talk shit about shit. Last week I talked about Yu-Gi-Oh and high school musical. Okay. Get used to it. But First thing I wanted to talk about just really quickly is um I I uh I had one of my friends 30ths on Friday. We're in the season of 30ths, right? Friday night. And it was a gnarly night because it it was a it was a high school mate and there was a lot of people there that like are, are friends but like friends that like I don't see that much anymore. And it was just one of the gnarliest nights I've had in a long time. I'm not a, I'm not a massive drinker. Never really have been huge as a drinker. Like I've had big nights like all of us, but never been like a massive drinker. And I, I honestly cannot remember before Friday, a night where like I had a legit kind of out going out night where I got really drunk and like kind of partied. Right. Friday night was that the first night in a very long time. So went to my friend's 30th, and was just like plying drinks down, like just having so many cocktails. I, I'm a I'm a big cocktail boy, right? Talking to all these people from my school, it was really fun. Had an incredible night. 
had so many laughs. Like it's always like that when you meet back up with high school people and you kind of just pick up exactly where you left off. It was, it was just incredible. I had such a fun night laughing, talking, drinking, everything. Anyway, the party ends at like midnight and my friend Daniel, who actually lived with for a while, if people have been listening to this pod for a, for a while, he probably appeared back in the Northcote days of this podcast. Um, and essentially, he, when we were younger, he used to work at this pub um, in this, uh, not a pub, a bar, kind of dance bar kind of thing in the city called Fad. Uh, Fad Gallery, I believe it's called. Not sure if people have been there. Um, it's a it's a nice bar, dancing every night. And he used to work there. And when he worked there, this is sort of, you know, 2016, maybe 2017 through to before COVID. When he worked there, we used to go there all the time because he would just be like, hey, let's go to Fad because um, he'd be working, we'd go, he'd give us free drinks, and, like, all our group would just hang out at FAD most Saturday nights. Um, sometimes I would just go, if I had nothing on, on a Saturday night, I would just go to FAD and hang out with Daniel while he worked, and just, like, talk to random people, right? It was a different time. And, um, so Daniel was like, that night, hey, we should go to FAD. And me... Daniel, my other friend from high school, Lockie, and our other friend from high school, Catherine, all went to fad for old time's sake. And at this point, I was already drunk. And then we probably had like another five drinks at at fad. And this was like beyond the most I had had to drink in a very, very long time. And I I don't think I've ever been that, that drunk, actually. Like I was like, I couldn't even like process my thoughts, I don't think. And we were just dancing having a really good time, swapping really good stories. It was a fantastic evening. And fad closed at about one. And I was like, hey guys, I think I have to go home. So I got an Uber home. Uh, One thing that I will say is my friend Lockie, who also worked at fad, got the job from Daniel back in the day. So I forgot to mention that. He has a drink named after him at fad. It's called the Lockie special. So we all got a Lockie special, right? So if you go to Fad Gallery in the city, ask them to make you a Lockie special and they'll make it for you. And it's like, it's a legit drink that they have there, which is really, really good. And yeah, it's just called the Lockie special. Okay. So that's my first thing. If you go to Fad, ask for a Lockie special. Second thing, I get an Uber home and I'm super wasted and we also didn't eat much at the party. So I was really hungry. It's like 2am at this point. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm drunk. I'm Uber eating Maccas right away. And so I order some nuggets from Maccas. There's no Maccas from in walking distance to my place. Order some Maccas. I'm sitting there going, oh, I cannot wait for Maccas. I'm sitting on this couch that's right next to me. If you're watching the video version, I'm just sitting on the couch. And, you know, I'm waiting for my Maccas. Long time. Much longer than normal. Maccas is usually pretty good on Uber Eats, pretty quick, and you know it doesn't doesn't arrive. And then no, sorry, the driver says they've picked it up. I'm like, great. I'm waiting in great anticipation for my Maccas. My Maccas never arrives. The Uber driver stole my McDonald's. To the Uber Eats driver, 
who stole my McDonald's on the weekend at 2 a.m. when I was very, very drunk coming off after a 30th after a 30th birthday. I ordered Maccas on Uber Eats. This guy stole my food and didn't deliver it. Fuck you. You ruined my evening. It was the worst thing anyone has ever done to me. Stealing my McDonald's that I paid for. Then I messaged Uber. Like I went on to the Uber help thing. And I'm like, hey, my food didn't arrive. The Uber driver's stolen it. And Uber was like, oh, sorry to hear about your issue. Um, please fill out this form. What happened? What's your complaint? Blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, please upload a photo. And I'm like, what, what, what photo do they want? There's no food. Do they want me to take a photo of like my empty, my empty stomach? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they want a photo of, right? So instead, and I was really drunk. I would not do this if I was sober. I took a selfie of me putting my middle finger up to the camera and some poor, probably customer service rep at Uber probably got a photo of me putting my rude finger up at the camera because I didn't get my Uber Eats Maccas at 2 a.m. on a Friday night. And then I was so angry. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to bed. Fuck it. And then I was really hungry. So then I ordered Hungry Jacks and I got Hungry Jacks instead. <laughs> and you know what? I was, I was really happy with the Hungry Jacks. I ended up getting a chicken burger and some chips and a chocolate shake. It was a really good night. It was a great night. And that might've been the icing on the cake, but that Uber driver, absolute dog, right? It needs to be said. Okay. Anyway, then the next morning I slept in till 1.30 in the afternoon. Hectic. I have never felt that unwell. It was the worst hangover ever. You know how they say like the older you get, like the, cause I, rem- I do remember being young, having like a night out, getting really drunk, waking up and being a little bit hungover, but just like having some water. And I was like, oh, I'm better now. Right. But this is probably my first, I don't know when my last hangover was. This is my first proper hangover in many, many years. And it destroyed me. It dem- I could barely walk. I slept until 1.30. I got up. I was like, oh my God, I, I could barely do anything. I just wanted to eat lots of greasy food. I went to Coles and I bought two bottles of Gatorade because Gatorade really helps when you're hungover, right? It just rehydrates you so, so well. And I got my Gatorade, put it, put one in the fridge and drank the other one and then went back to bed for pretty much... I wasted my whole Saturday. It was, I, And I think wasting days at 29 coming into 30, you feel it much more. You really feel that you've wasted a weekend day, right? Because you've worked all week, you go out and then you wake up at 1.30 on a Saturday and your whole Saturday's gone and you're like, oh shit, I, I totally wasted that whole day. And now I, now it's going to be Sunday and then I have to work the whole week again and then it's going to be another five days till Saturday. And that's crazy. Wasted the whole day. Felt bad about it. But I remember back when I was young, I used to waste days and I didn't care, especially when I was at uni, when I was at uni like two days a week and then the rest was all just free time, right? Oh no, I worked two days a week, but then I had so much time to just do nothing and I would waste so many days. Now I hate wasting days. It's amazing how quickly things change, right? So anyway, that's why this morning when I woke up after belting my throat out at the Blink-182 concert, there was a Gatorade in my fridge from that Saturday last weekend. I was like, oh, thank 
God. And I just chugged it, right? But other than that, pretty much the whole week was just getting excited for Blink-182 on Tuesday. And I can't believe, like, just just what, a, what an experience. Had VIP tickets that we bought back in 2022. Went with Whitey, who was actually a Patreon supporter of this show and a um, on the executive producer tier. Thank you, Whitey. Really appreciate it. And, um, you know, Whitey came over. We chilled here for a bit. I was just so excited because, and I did this post on Insta. By the way, here's my VIP ticket. If you're watching the video, collector's edition ticket. Um, I, I told this story in a short post on Instagram, but I want to tell it again here. I went to see Blink-182 in 2013. Travis Barker did not come, but Tom and Mark did. This is pre their second breakup. And I bought a t-shirt at that concert. I remember it was 50 bucks. Now they're 60. 11 years ago, they were 50. That's $10 of shirt inflation, right? I remember distinctly it being 50 bucks because I made, I was working at a pizza shop at the time and I earned like $12 an hour. Story for a different time. But um, I bought that shirt 11 years ago. Now, over the years, that shirt, you know, it's the, basically it's the only article of clothing I still have from 11 years ago, right? It is tattered, crinkled, torn in places. At various points, I think there were like blood stains on it because I got a blood nose once when I was wearing it. There are a lot of stains on it. It's wrinkly and old. It's falling apart. And many, many times over the last 11 years, I have considered throwing it out. And my mom was always like, you need to throw this shirt out. It's not good. I'm like, I don't want to throw it out, right? And the reason I never wanted to throw it out was because I always hoped that one day Mark, Tom and Travis would come to Melbourne and play a show and I could wear that shirt and, you know, it happened and it was awesome. Okay. Had VIP tickets and was at the front barrier. I was so close to them and I was just in awe the entire time. It was a fucking epic show. It was so energetic. It was so fun. Again, I'm going to do a proper review of it uh, later on. Uh, that will be out tomorrow because I just want to talk sort of lightly about it on this on this pod because not everyone's a huge Blink fan that wants to hear everything. But Tom on fire. Mark on fire. Bouncy. Tom, just incredible energy. Travis, unbelievable absolutely unbelievable drummer. The vibe was electric, made friends with people in line and in the crowd and just, honestly, I'm going again in Seated on the 26th, but, you know, this was just amazing. And and here's the thing. I remember one of the first video clips, little short clips I did for this show was where I talked about live music, how I'm not a huge fan. There's a lot of standing around and waiting um, being on your feet for hours and hours. And, and you know, I had a few experience in my, like, early 20s when I was, like, much stronger and willing to do that much more uh, where that was the case, right? Like, I remember this, this there's this band, Churches. They're a Scottish band. They're incredible. And I saw them live a few times and I was, like, often the first person in line, right? And I would be right at the front. You'd watch the support acts and you'd be on your feet for a very, very long time. And then you'd be like really tired. But like, 
I actually think this show with Blink was like probably the most worth it time I've ever done that because there was a lot of standing around, getting there at five. Support act didn't come on till 7.30 and then Blink didn't come on till about quarter to nine. You're just on your feet the whole time. My knees were aching at the end, which was just crazy. Like I was so sore at the end of this show. My throat was sore. My knees were short, sore. My legs were sore. My arms were, everything was sore. But I don't know if I'll ever do that again because I'm only getting older, right? I don't know if I'll ever buy VIP tickets and wait around on my feet for four hours to see to be in the front row of a band. So I actually think this might be a pinnacle and peak point of my life that I might not do again. I, I genuinely don't know if I'd be willing to do it again. Maybe for Blink if they come again in three to five years. But yeah, genuinely, I don't know if I'll ever get that experience again. And I really tried to soak it in a bunch of a, a few times right just like actually just be like wow i can't believe what i'm seeing um and just so so incredible there were various points probably two or three points where mark actually made eye contact with me which i can't believe happened unbelievable um and and i and i i recorded the because i just you know i love the band so much i wanted to like listen to back to some of the performances um of course, one of their final few songs was All the Small Things, which you'd probably expect, and they just blended into it so well from whatever the track was before. And obviously that's probably their biggest mainstream hit, so the but, so like the crowd went off for it. But but I did notice like most people on the outskirts were standing and everything as well. But here's a bit of All the Small Things. Just so, 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 so good and just ah, just incredible, honestly. Um, then uh, feeling this, of course. I just like feeling this you know, is probably one of my favourite songs of all time. So seeing it live is just incredible. Like, go and listen to that song. It's just so good. There is so much that happens in that song. And seeing it live was just such an amazing, amazing moment. And, of, of course, I saw it live 11 years ago. But, I mean, this concert was leagues better than the one 11 years ago at, at Sydney Maya Music Bowl, which was... I was in like the back mosh and I could bet I had to jump just to see them. I remember having to jump up to catch a glimpse of like a, a 480p Tom DeLong from so far away. There was basically like 480p. Um, from there, uh, so many good moments. I mean, Rock Show was, was the second song. And probably, I mean, one of the best would have to have been I Miss You. I mean, everyone got around I Miss You. The whole stadium got around I Miss You. Oh, yeah. Am I so sorry? I can't sleep. 
Remember, don't waste your time on me. So good. Just, oh, just, I, I'm still, I'm still honestly processing it. Um, and then they played a bunch of the new songs and songs that I hadn't heard live before. Um, Anthem Part 3 is a great new Blink song that is really powerful. And, you know, when it came out, I was like, oh, this song is about the band. And went just before they played it, Mark said, this song's about us. And then they started playing it incredible and and in this song mark made eye contact with me at the start i've got it on video because i think he saw me singing um and because it's a new song i mean not everyone knew the words to all the new songs but i thought a lot of people were singing back to them for the new songs but like obviously not everyone knows them but anthem part three that's me singing by the way (laughs) i swear to god i was the loudest person And then Edging, which was my top track on Spotify last year, which was incredible. That one was fucking sick live. That's me again, by the way. I can't, like, I, again, I was front, middle, like, Right in the front of the barrier, right, and 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 one of my mate, he, I'm sure he won't care about me saying this, but like uh, a mate who I just met, sort of, he, I think he knew a bunch of my stuff, and then I met him at a, uh, I think I met him uh, outside the corner hotel because he saw me and he was like, hey, Mike, I, I like I know your stuff. His name's James. He got there at nine thirty a.m. to line up, and he was like front, 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 middle, middle, but like. I got there at five o'clock and I wasn't like that much further away from the middle as him. And he said that to me like, oh, you know, you got a great spot. And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. So yeah. Um, Bored to Death, which was actually a song that Tom, when Tom wasn't in the band, they wrote with Matt Skiba, but Tom absolutely owns it. I'll talk more about that in the review, but that was an incredible one to, to hear live because this song meant a lot to me because like, I thought Blink was done when Tom left, but then they put out a new album with Matt Skiba, which was different, but it, to me, meant the band was still alive. And so many people got around bored to death as well, which I really, really liked. And then Turpentine, which is another new song that was just Ace. That went down really well. And of course, uh, Up All Night, which was the first single they put out uh, after their first breakup, when they came back with an album called Neighborhoods in like 2011, they put out Up All Night, 
I still remember where I was when I first heard Up All Night and it was like the Blink-182 comeback single. I was at my friend Lars from high school's house who also loved Blink-182 and we were making a Facebook event for his 16th birthday party. (laughs) This is how long ago it was because I'm nearly 30. So it was so fucking long ago. We're making a Facebook event, which he would do back then for his 16th, being like, who should we invite? It was his party. I don't know why I was involved in that decision. And then it just like, I think it just, this was even before you had, before like everyone was on like Twitter or or even like internet being widely available on phones. Like I definitely didn't even have an iPhone, but I think I, I don't know how I found out. I think, I think I just, maybe we were just on like Reddit or I don't know where, but it was just like Blink-182's first new single out now. And we just clicked on it and we were like, oh my God. And we heard it and listened to it. And then we both like, I think we both looked at each other at first with like some level of like, oh, um, what, what do you, uh, like, what do you think? And then we were both just like, I fucking love it. Play it again. And we played it again. And then they finished with One More Time, which was a slow, pretty way to finish. And like on an emotional level for me, like I genuinely, that was just one of the most important nights of my life. It was right at the front. I I couldn't believe it. I just, I had such an amazing time. I've got way more to talk about. um, But yeah, I just like, it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful night. And I was just talking to people in the crowd next to me, made friends, talking about the band, talking about other bands we like. And I, and I just, I thrive so much on that human connection of just like find one thing I have in common with someone and we just fucking, I can just talk to them about it forever. If someone can meet me on my level of being nerdy about shit, I will just, I can like you, you've become my new best friend. Right. And the other thing was like at one point of the show, I was on the big screen like the jumbotron behind the band. They like film the audience and I didn't realize it till the last moment. And then I quickly whipped my phone out to get a pic of it. Right. And apparently I was on there for like 15 seconds and a friend of the show and friend of me, Luke Kidgel and a bunch of his mates, I think Reese, who's a producer for him and, and Meg, his partner and podcast buddy. Um, they were there, but they weren't with us and they, um, they saw me on the big screen. Actually, I, I might I might try and call Luke. I spoke to him last night after the gig, but um, I might try and call him because he had some funny stuff to say about it. Hopefully, let's see if he picks up. Hello? Hey, Luke. Sorry. How are you? What, what's up? I'm well. How are you? Sorry, it's Mike. I'm doing my podcast, and I was yeah. I was talking about the Blink show. I just wondered if like you have two minutes to chat. Mate, 
I'm at Coles, but I'd love to. Oh, Coles is perfect. I just, um, I was just, I found it really funny, the stuff you were saying last night about me being on the Jumbotron, and I wanted to hear what you, like, hear you say that stuff again for the listeners. Oh, dude, it was so funny. So <laughs> during the dance with me, they start panning across the crowd, and the first person I see on the big screen is Mike. <laughs> it was like his face is just beaming with excitement, and he is so blissfully unaware that there's 15,000 people staring at him. Right? And me and, <laughs> me and Reese go turn around and go, holy shit, it's Mike. And we start pointing at the screen. And then as we're pointing at the screen, I hear from like three rows behind me, uh, these random just go, is that Radio Mike? (laughs) (laughs) And then Mike finally realizes he's on the screen and then immediately stops living in the moment and reaches for his phone (laughs) to take a photo. (laughs) So how long was I on the screen for before I noticed? Man, like at at least five seconds, but it (laughs) felt like a year. Yeah, It was like... I, I feel like, because I was in, the, obviously I was at the front, and then I feel like everyone around me was screaming, like, oh my God, we're on the big screen. And I was looking, and I couldn't see me, so I was like, oh, it must be somewhere else. So then I just started enjoying the band again, and then I realized, then I could see me, and I quickly got my phone out to take a picture. It was so funny, <laughs> just watching the thought process of like... <laughs> Uh, instead of this being a memory, you're like, no, it needs to be on my Instagram. So did you like, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. Just getting to watch it from like, (laughs) you know, 80 rows back was really something special. (laughs) Cause I knew you were at the show, but I like obviously hadn't seen you there. And then I was like, oh, good to know Mark made it. (laughs) And you guys were just all losing your shit without me knowing. It was probably, I was seeing my favorite ever band for a, the last 15 years and you being on the screen was the highlight of my evening (laughs) oh man did you and like i i assume you really enjoyed the show it was a special night hey oh man it was the best i had such a good time like i think i just i was just staring at tom delong you know i didn't i forgot that travis bark was there i felt awful because he's my favorite ever drummer but I was just staring at Tom DeLong for like three songs and then violence came on. He does that big solo. And I was mm. like, oh, fuck yeah, Travis Barker's here. That's awesome. Oh, man. Travis, though, like, the, the dr- like, I know this sounds stupid and obvious, but fuck, he's such a good drummer. It's insane. It's so good. Um, yeah, and they were very funny and uh, I thought they were very charismatic. And not only that, they sounded good. Oh, they sounded the best I've ever heard them sound. It was... yeah. Hey, you know, um, like five years ago, we did a pop punk special on your podcast where we just talked we about did. pop punk for like two and a half hours. We sh- we yeah, I got a, a message from a guy last night. I, I put on my story that I was at the show and some guy was like, man, because I was like, oh, sorry for posting about this, blah, blah, blah. We'll never do it again, but I had a great time. Yeah, and yeah. some guy was like, dude, I literally know you from that one podcast of you and Radio Mike talking about pump punk and then I followed your comedy for six years. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm going to message me that. How awesome is that? Would you do a follow-up with me? We should do a sequel. Of course. Yeah, if you're of not course. busy. It will plan it off air, but, like, we should do one. Um, oh, mate. Well, thank, thanks for taking the time to be on the pod. I think people will, will really love hearing from you. Oh, mate, well, I, I've loved hearing from you. And, um, you know, let me know next time you're in a Jumbotron because it, it really <laughs> brought me so much joy. <laughs> hey, 
Uh, do, you, do you have any shows coming up, just to plug? Like, you, I mean, the audience on this show isn't big, but if you want to plug anything, plug um, it. I'm, I'm coming to doing Luke and Friends in some of the capital cities around Australia. I think there's still tickets available in Brisbane yeah, and sick. Sydney, so get on down. Awesome. Hey, but, thanks, man. And also, oh. I'm going to be, I'm hoping to be on a big screen somewhere soon, <laughs> but I don't know when. I'll, I'll let Mike know if it happens. <laughs> thanks, mate. Love you. Mate, love you too. Have a good one. See you, man. Uh, right. All right. I really wanted to get Luke on because I did think that was really funny. But the other thing that was awesome, like just for me, and I guess my my fragile ego is like, after it happened, I just started getting all these messages on Instagram being like, Mike, I just saw you on the Jumbotron. I just saw you on the big screen, man. Fucking love it. Man, you look like you're having the best time. Like all these people that were at the show you know, who follow me on Insta or don't follow me on Insta were like, yeah. And even like, there was a guy like in front of, in front of me and he turned around and he's like, oh, you, you're Mike. Like, I, I know your voice. Like, so cool to see you here. And I was just chatting to him. And then at the end of the show, this guy came up to me and um, was like, oh, Mike, I love your stuff. I love your Potter Puppet Pals uh, thing, which I, I assume he was talking about Harry Potter and the boys, which is not called Potter Puppet Pals, but appreciated him anyway. And then met up with another friend after the show who I'll do a quick shout out to as well, um, May, who is a, is a fan of this pod, but I'm a fan of her pod. Um, and again, I said, I'm a nerdy dude. Um, me and May have been online friends for a really long time because um, they had a... they are like one of the biggest Digimon fans in Australia or probably in the world, to be honest. And I, if you've listened to this show for a while, you know I'm obsessed with like weeby old anime and I just get obsessed with old stuff I used to watch. And Digimon was like one of these things I'm super obsessed with, right? I just, for some reason, never grew out of liking it. And May, shout out to May, who they have a um YouTube channel and podcast all on like, Digimon content and I always watched it and then May randomly started listening to my pod and then I was like hey I, I'm a big fan of your stuff and they're like really I'm like yeah finally met for the first time after the Blink show yesterday which was awesome so it was just like it was the best night ever it was the fucking best night ever I don't care um, yeah I'm gonna do more content on this and I, I think that actually I think the review might come before the this this episode um but Anyway, it's, um, I don't know. Shit, I don't know. My thoughts are really flustered at the moment. It was awesome. 35 minutes, that's a good length. And um, sorry, this one's shorter. I'm genuinely running out of time because I, I slept in until 10.30 after the show. But yeah, to anyone who went or is going, like, I hope you, I hope you have a fucking incredible time. I know I did. And like, Blink-182, Life for Life, I love it. And... You know, actually, I'll, I'll end with this. I'll end with this, right? This isn't, like, having a go at anyone, but I remember being at high school and I loved Blink and they put out their new album, Neighbourhoods, in 2011. And this, this, this story, I can trace a line back to why I wanted to do this podcast, okay? So hear me out. And this applies to anything that you like, that anyone you know like, likes, right? I went up to, like, a guy from, from school... We were just chatting. He was a mate. And I was like, oh, I've been listening to the new Blink-182 album. Have, have you listened to it? And he looked at me and he said, no, who the hell listens to Blink-182? And in that moment, I just felt like a loser. 
and I carried that like weird shame with me around for so long that like the stuff I like and the things that I like and the things that I like to do and the music I like, whatever it is, is bad or lame or flawed in some way. And as I grew up and I came on the other side of this and I started doing this show five years ago and people started connecting with me, right? You, the listener, anyone started connecting with me and being like, dude, I love that you talk about whatever it might be. I love your pod. You talk about stuff. I'm the same. I do the same things. I like the same things. And the more, again, I've said this before, but the more honest with myself I was about who I am and what I like, the more the more authentic I would I would be about myself, the more, one, the happier I was, and two, the more I felt like I was connecting with other human beings, right? The more I felt as though I was connecting with you guys, I was connecting with people, and I could be open about whatever and know I wouldn't be judged, right? And that, I think, is like the same respect you should give out to everyone, no matter what it is that they, they like, just be like, that's cool. I want to know more about that, right? And that's what this podcast is. It's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about, right? This podcast will always be, you know, that I draw a line back to that conversation where I was like, well, why, like, why did he say that to me, right? It's That's not a stab at anyone, right? I completely get why people, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to say the more authentic you are to yourself, the happier you will be and the more fulfilled you will feel and the more you will connect with other human beings. And that is a really special part about being alive. So, uh, without, with, I was going to say without further ado, with, with no ado, because that's not relevant, that's going to be the end of this week's pod. Thank you for listening, as always. If you've been here since the start, thanks. If this is your first step, thanks as well. My name's Tim Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. See you later. I'm not